0: Hi, I'm Brittany Bly and I'm Anna Marie Newell and welcome to Pilot Lights, the podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know,
1: this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Hey Brittany. How's
0: it going? Good, I'm just doing a little dance over here. I can see that. Anyways, how are you doing this week? How was uh, Thanksgiving? Um, it was really good. Yeah. I It was just me and my mom. Me and
1: my moms. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's for you. I love it every time.
1: And we, oh my god, I told you about the ginormous turkey that yes. was substituted in our grocery order. That rolled around in your car for three days. Yeah. Well, it was totally thawed. So good. that's a good thing. Yeah. And we cooked it. <laughs> Let me tell you, I contemplated becoming vegetarian because oh, no. it was like, honestly, it was, I think the first time I've ever ripped all that business out of the thing and um and then it was sad because we didn't have a big like pan and I had to manipulate the bird in certain ways (laughs) that I certainly don't feel comfortable with and I was like I'm gonna be a vegetarian which is crazy because I was eating salami like in the
0: moment (laughs) like a cheese and cracker with (laughs) salami I'm gonna be a vegetarian (laughs) no no cracker that's German. just cheese and salami. Just um, no cheese, just salami. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I think <laughs> that uh, that's a little reason why a lot of people become vegetarians. Yeah. Is that they, like, dealing with raw meat, it just mm-hmm. is gross. It grosses people out. Yeah. Yeah. But how was it with you and your sisters and family? Oh, it was so good. We had a really good time. Um, we went over to my sister Haley's house. My sister Ashley, though, was sick. Her kids were sick, so she didn't get to come spend time oh. with us. You know how my nephew Lincoln, like, sometimes hates me? I mean, yeah. But, like, how many times did he call me during COVID?
1: (laughs) I mean, so many times. It was literally just like, oh, it's Haley. And then it's like,
0: nope, it's Lincoln. And how did he say my name? Do you remember? Mm, Hey, Minnie. (laughs) Hey, Minnie. Uh, So they call me that now. (laughs) Lincoln and Brooklyn call me Mitt Me. Oh, I love that. And, um, yeah. So during COVID, I lived in we lived in California and my sister was here in Utah with her two young kids and we FaceTimed all the time. But my nephew has this like love hate. <laughs> like we have this love hate relationship. Like I love him so much and he hates me. Um, but he doesn't really hate me. Of course. It's like a fun hate. Um I could not leave his side. Like He would stay right next to me the whole time. He asked me to play soccer with him. He wanted, like, I slept over at their house. And, like, they had planned this whole sleepover for me. And then the next (laughs) morning he came. He's like, where were you? I was like, (laughs) I slept in the guest room. He's like, I couldn't find you. I'm like, well, you slept in, you fell asleep before I went to bed. And then he's like, can we cuddle and watch a movie? I'm like, can we? Yes, please. So that's what we did. And it was so fun. So, yeah, my niece... Uh, told me that my stuffing yeah. was, it was good, but um, it kind of like uh, was a little bit, tasted a little bit like a lot of rosemary. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. It just tasted like 98% rosemary. Wow. She's 10. And I was like, Brooklyn, one, there was a lot of sage in that. I think that's what you were tasting <laughs> <laughs> sage rosemary and thyme parsley sage rosemary and thyme uh, i made that from scratch and it was a hit with everybody who ate it good job except for brooklyn who clearly is apparently some sort of food critic because it was there was like a, too much uh rosemary in it i think <laughs> no she's a hoot
1: she's she probably just funny. like learned that that was a spice and now everything has too much rosemary in it <laughs> no
0: the thing is though like she probably knows like what oh. goes into stuffing and rosemary's um there your rosemary to sage ratio is a little bit off ninety-eight <laughs> percent rosemary. Jesus. Oh, I love okay. That. Man, funny. I
1: don't even know names. I mean, I do know the names, but I could not tell you the flavors. Also, I don't even know how, how I would like describe what they like smell like or, or taste like, but then Same. so sometimes when I'm cooking, I want you know, I feel like I should add yeah. some stuff. So then I look at my – I pull out my little cat container uh-huh. and I I just open it and I smell it. And then I think – like regardless of the name <laughs> or whatever, I just – I smell it. And then I think, do I want to eat that? <laughs> Is this going to taste good
0: in my potatoes?
1: <laughs> and so uh, sometimes like Annamarie has been known to put like – In her mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese, cumin. Okay, because it like it gives that anyway. So, well, that's it's just like in the moment. Well,
0: you and Brooklyn should not cook together because apparently she's got a lot of opinions on what type of. uh, Oh, but we should have
1: like a offshoot podcast,
0: and it'll be like Brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) cooking with Brooklyn, Brooklyn. (laughs) and it's not New York. It's my niece. (laughs) Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get started Okay. on reviewing the pilot episode of Severance, shall we? Yes, please. Okay, so today we are going to be discussing and critiquing the hit TV show that debuted on Apple TV February 18th, 2022, Severance. Wow, that's really recent. I know. It was just this last year. Um, So the creator is Dan Erickson, who I looked up to see what else he had created, and I hadn't heard of it. Um, So I think this was, like, his big hit. Executive producer, I think most people realize, and most of the episodes are directed by Ben Stiller. Like, what in the world? I know. I'm telling you. It's that, like, comedy to dark slash, like entertaining and yet there's like these really dark components as well but there's still some funny stuff maybe not in this pilot episode but severance made me makes me laugh out loud really okay, okay. well you and I i've
1: only that. watched the pilot like i actually restrained myself from watching the next Is
0: episode that a little hinted makes you want to watch it more well, we'll okay, wait for stop. that. okay all right so the premise of this show we didn't really talk about um, this is a show that I watched week by week. And I will say, like, just a quick little overview. It starts really slow and it ends very fast. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is one of those shows that picks up steam as it goes along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it week by week. I waited for each episode, and when the season finale aired, I immediately rewatched the entire series to mm-hmm. compa- to like catch things that I missed. So the premise is basically Is this you- the tagline?
1: IMDB. It's not really a
0: tagline. It just says Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. That's not a tagline. That's just like the summary. It's the description. Yeah. So the idea of the show is that you can surgically in this universe or in this world, you can surgically separate your your memories between your work life and your personal life. Mm-hmm. So you almost have two different identities. But the thing is,
1: okay, watching the pilot episode, <laughs> that is not made clear until like halfway through. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if I had read the description, which I had not, but if I had read something about because I rem- remember you were like, do you want me to tell you about the show? And I said, no. Don't tell me yeah. anything because I really wanted to go in blind and or yeah. just like is that can I say that yeah, uh you wanted non- to go in severed <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I it didn't make sense until that I thought it was severance like uh you were fired and you got severance
0: oh fascinating no severed <laughs> well okay. All right. So the main cast, we're going to talk about the cast and the plot. So the main character is Adam Scott, um, who plays a character called Mark Scout. So Mark. Which is so close to
1: Scott. that I'm like, why did it have to be changed? But it's fine.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway. So Mark (laughs) is this like nice guy struggling with, you know, in so they have innies and outies. That's kind of how they describe themselves. Um, the Annie is the work person that's in the workplace and the Audi is like the person who lives the outside life. So that's, they don't really talk about that too much in the pilot episode. They'll say it a little bit, but it's not as much. Um, so Mark is inside the office, like this kind of nice guy who's struggling, um, with the responsibilities he inherited when the former team leader quits. So he's now kind of in charge, but is outside persona he's a widower his wife died two years ago and that's why he signed up for this severance and he's really the only character who is severed who we see both in and out then we have heli r so heli r is the first person we see on the screen in yeah. the pilot episode she is played by an actress named brit Low- lower And um, in, she's like the new employee in the office Mm -hmm. and she's super skeptical. She doesn't understand why she's there. She wants to leave. And um, yeah, she's a fascinating character. Has she been in other stuff? Cause it's like, she kind of looks familiar, but also not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I haven't seen her in other stuff, but I really like her character. And also I'm obsessed with her hair. Like, she has beautiful hair. Very red. Yeah, it's, like, very auburn, like, with this, like, 70s kind of shag bob. Uh, It's so beautiful. I wish I could pull that off. (laughs) Okay, then we have the other office mates. So we have Dylan, and we don't know his last name, but his name is Dylan. And his name is Zach – or he's played by Zach Cherry. And he's kind of, like, the cynical wisecracker. So each of the characters sort of play in the office this, like, trope of, like (sighs) – different office employees so if you've ever worked in an office you have somebody yeah. who's like kind of cynical and kind of the jokester and he's always like he's fantasizing about his Audi and like what he does and like how many chicks he like gets <laughs> and like if he and and he's it's so like they kind of make up their own lives right yeah and then you have um irving it yeah. was played by the great John Totoro. And he's kind of this like starchy veteran. He's been there for a long time. He knows the um, employee handbook forward and backward. He knows like the um, the leader of the company. He knows all of like the different sayings that they have. They have all these incentives mm-hmm. and he knows everything. Then you have kind of like the office manager who is Milchick, Mr. Milchick,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's played by Tremel Tillman. And Mr. Miltrick is a fascinating character. Like, really interesting. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was fine. (laughs) Oh, I mean, there's one TikTok where I saw, or it was a meme or something, where it's like, I mean, that episode was crazy, but can we talk about the absolute dump truck of a butt that Miltrick has? (laughs) He's good looking. Um, But yeah, he's a very interesting character, and I'm not going to say more because I don't want to spoil anything for you, Mm -hmm. but we're just going to kind of discuss his character based on the pilot episode. But he's sort of like roots for them. And he, you know, in this episode, he's kind of guiding them along and telling them, you know, like, you guys are great. And Mm -hmm. anyways, um, then we have Petey. So Petey is Mm -hmm. unseen until the very end. But Petey was the former, like, office leader. uh, Department. yeah, the department chair, and Mark has taken his place. But Petey and Mark were best friends, and that's one of my favorite lines that Milchick says. He's <laughs> like, I, I I, know you miss Petey. You know, you and Petey were two of my favorite office friendships or something. Like, so stupid. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so then there's some other characters. We have uh, Harmony Koble. Played by Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. So Miss Colville is like the boss of yeah. the macro data refinery unit, which we don't know what this is at all. We don't know mm-hmm. anything about Lumen. This is the company that they work for, but she's kind of the person that's in charge. And she is terrifying, I think. Yeah. What are your thoughts on her? I it's She's,
1: <clears throat> so, for, at least for me, yeah. so hard to read. Oh, yeah. Um there's a scene where he like goes into her office and I mean she's literally it's almost like blank staring at him but oh, also yeah. searing into his soul I mean <laughs> at the same time and yeah. and it's there's it's like is she being humorous or not at all and I'm leaning towards the latter but yeah it's so she just, like,
0: gives me the chills. She's terrifying. And I mm-hmm. love Patricia Arquette. I think she can play any character. And she plays Miss Koble mm-hmm. And then she also plays Miss Selvig, who is Mark's neighbor. So and it like is the same as Audi. Yeah. her Audi. So, or from what you kind of think in the pilot episode, that that's her Audi. And then the other two characters that I just want to kind of briefly mention, because I think that they're really important. His sister? Yeah, his sister, uh, who is Devin, and that's, she's played by Jen Tulloch. And actually, her character is really, really great, because she's very similar to Mark. So she's kind of, she's just, she's his supporter. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she picks him up at some point, and she's like, okay, let's go, I'm taking you to dinner to help you get your mind off of the, you know, anniversary of your wife's death. And then her husband's name is Rickon, and Rickon is played by Michael Chernus. And Rickon is, like, this dopey, weird, altruistic, like, hippy-dippy kind of, like... Like, they have a dinner party with no food. <laughs> and he's an author, and you find out that he, like, writes books, and they're like... You don't find this in the pilot episode, but it comes into play later in the series. And mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very opposite of Mark and his sister, Devin character. So, yeah, so those are kind of the characters really, truly. There's um, also Christopher Walken plays a character named Bert and we didn't meet him in the pilot episode, but he's a very big character coming in. But honestly, that's it. Like the characters, you have a few here and there, but really throughout the series, like those are the main characters and you just see as they develop as the show kind of goes on. So again, we can go towards the plot. Um, the show opens up with an unknown woman, who is Helly, waking up on the table in the middle of an office, and then we have this disembodied voice asking her these questions that she can't answer. So we know that this voice is Adam Scott because, hello, Adam Scott has a very distinguished voice. Am I <laughs> he wrong? Does. No, he definitely does. He's like He's got the best voice. So it ends up being that, you know, he opens the door, you don't really see him. And he's like, you answer those questions perfectly. Then the next scene we see. So that is Mark on the inside, but we don't really know this yet. But then the next thing you see is Mark sobbing in his car. The weather's gloomy. It seems like it's cold. He walks through this like full parking lot. He dries his tears, puts his like tissue in his pocket and literally just like walks through and ends up, taking an elevator down. But what is so fascinating, I think, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of like how you saw this. He takes off his badge, he takes off his boots, takes off his watch, puts his wallet in and puts everything in. He puts a new watch on and then he goes into the elevator. His face is completely just like deflated is what I read in one review. It's like, he's just this like broken human being, shoulder slumped, the elevator goes down and as it's going down, you hear a ding and then all of a sudden his eyes open up And he just kind of, like, has this new look on his face, opens the elevator, and as he's, like, walking, he's got kind of a skip in his step, pulls out the tissue, looks at it, throws it away. He's kind of like, "What the? what is that? How many minutes does he walk? I mean, like, three hours is what it (laughs) felt like.
1: (laughs) It's just white hallways, no, like, no doors. I don't even understand what's going on. And it's just, like, he turns left. And then and then you think it's gonna be a,
0: a room that he nope, it's just a new hallway. It's <laughs> just I mean, walking and walking. It's a maze of it like is. hallways. And yeah, that's that's like it takes him a long time to get to his office. So it's kind of this idea of like, where the hell are we? What is happening? Who is this person? Why is he all of a sudden not depressed anymore? He's like smiling and there's this like seventies elevator music playing. Oh, that's literally
1: what I wrote down. It gives me it gives me like girl from Ipanema vibes (laughs) (laughs) as he's walking which is in such contrast to the because there actually was music playing when he was entering the Mm -hmm. building before he went down in the elevator and it was yeah it was um like kind of eerie ominous it was it was gave like a dark feeling and then yeah he's like in the elevator like you're talking about his face Yeah. And then all of a sudden, ding, and it's like the (laughs) boy (laughs) from Or just it exactly. That's you could really feel a change. Yeah. And here's the thing, when I watched it for the first time, so again, I've only watched the pilot. I have not gone to further episodes. So you've been mentioning things that like I don't know, which is fine. Um I I distinctly remember, like, I saw his face. It almost looked like he was going to, like, pass out. It was almost like he was kind of dizzy in his face. And I remember being like, what is happening? Because I had no idea what was going on. I, again, I didn't know anything about the show. But I watched it. I started watching it again. Mm. That pilot episode. And I noticed... Because I knew how it ended, which we'll get to. But I, I, then I, I was like, oh, oh, the tissue. He's like, why, would, why, why do I have this used, oh yeah, filled tissue in my pocket? Why am I sniffling a lot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, why am I sniffling? And he just like coughs. But it's like, oh, maybe I'm getting sick. It's like, no, homie, you were just like crying your eyes out. So anyway, right.
0: yes, seventies elevator music, go. I love that. Yeah. I, I like that you picked up on, and, and it, I'm glad you didn't know anything going into it. Cause now I'm curious to kind of just have this discussion with you even more. Mm-hmm. So they're walking, he's literally walking down the hallway and I'm going to tell you that's probably like 25% of this whole show is just them walking <laughs> through different hallways <laughs> and like figuring sure. out different departments within this, this building and this really, really mysterious company. Yeah. So he gets to the office Uh, Dylan and Irving are in there. They're talking about, and they made this joke. Like Irving walks in. He's like, so what'd you have for dinner last night, kids? And then Dylan's like, we've told you for eight reasons. There's eight reasons why we hate that joke every single day. (laughs) And so it's little things like that, that to me, it just makes it so, so funny. Um, But anyway, so they're in there, they're kind of talking and they're like, well, Petey's not here today. He must be sick. Well, he was sick. Maybe you're sick. Maybe that's why you've been sniffling so much, Mark. And then- Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So Milchik Milchek comes into the office and he says, Mark, can I speak to you? They go out again, walk down five different hallways. He's talking about this new office. He goes in and it's Patricia Arquette literally just sitting there stiff shoulders back, yeah. like so scary. And she goes like, anyways, they give him PD's job. Mm-hmm. So now he's the department head of the macro data refinement unit. And, um, I forgot to mention like the, the thing I think is interesting is. We know they have cell phones, right? Like, so we know what time it is out on the outside. But on the inside, these computers are, like, literally the computers I grew up with, right? Like, super boxy and just really old. And everything just is very mid-century. Up until this point, like, I yeah. don't see a phone.
1: <clears throat> I, I didn't. And he's driving, like, a really old car. And yeah. There's a lot of old cars yeah. in the parking lot. And his hair is this, like longer one of my notes
0: one of my yeah. notes is, Why so, is his hair so awful <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but like honestly i did think it was the 70s and because when we only saw heli before we knew her name was heli on the like alone in this conference room being talked at through this charlie's angels speaker She has like the '70s shag hair for a woman. She's wearing like this long, like pencil skirt and these chunky heels. I mean, it's very '70s, and so I'm just like, I didn't actually know until maybe later, and I'm still not convinced that it's like 2020
0: something. I
1: don't. Is it? I don't. The 90s? I don't
0: know because he has a smartphone when he puts it in the locker. So he has, like, a regular phone, and he oh, puts it geez. in the locker. But then okay. PD later, like, well, you haven't watched anymore, but, like, they have flip phones and things like that. But, yeah, no, it is weird, and I think that says a lot to a show design when you kind of have to question, like, wait, mm-hmm. what decade is this? What yeah. – is this even the – like, where is this? What is this? Um, it's really fascinating. So they tell him, like, hey, PD is no longer with the company, and you kind of see it on Mark's face, and I think this is important, right? Like, you see it on Mark's face, like – this just kind of like sadness that overcomes. And he's like, well, can you tell me what happened? Did he quit? Like, and they're like, we can't tell you any of this. You know, that goes against like policy. We can't, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you don't realize this at that moment and it'll come into it later, but like it, he's dead to them. Like, they never will see him again because they don't have any memories outside of the office. And so when somebody no longer works there, it really is like they died. They never see them again. Mm -hmm. And so you don't realize that in that moment when they're telling him this. But then as the series goes on, you're like, oh, my gosh, when somebody retires or when somebody quits or finds a new job, it's like they've died. Yeah. Because that's all they
1: know. Out of sight. Out of mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Mark and Irving then get the job to introduce this new employee by using this like very old school, again, what period is this, right? Like this old school manual. And then we see the opening scene from Mark's perspective. And this is kind of where you start to get little pieces of what the company is, where it's like people struggle to like live this work-life balance. And, and then she, you know, throws something at his head, leaves the room. So, (laughs) <laughs> One other thing I want to say about this is Heli ends up leaving the office, and this is a really important scene. She Mark says, Okay, then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, he walks her down the hallway and she he stands by the side and she's like, Well, can't you come with me? He's like, No, I can't see how you leave. And we see her from her perspective, she walks out this door. And then immediately, it just shows her walking, like, from her perspective, walking back in. Then Mm -hmm. they do this really cool camera angle where we see her run out the door and fall. And then, like, five seconds later, we see her, like, very confidently walking back into the building. Mm -hmm. So there's something going on that we're not quite sure of as an audience. Yeah. But then this line that um, Adam Scott's character says is really important. He says, every time you find yourself here, it's because you chose to come back. So anytime you come here, your Audi chose for you to be here. Hmm. And um, anyways, they give her this video, and she watches her outside self explain the procedure. It's so weird. She's, like, handed this card or whatever.
1: It's literally her. And she's like, hi, my name is Helly R., And I am choosing to, you know, undergo this procedure and I understand what it's about. And she just like goes through this whole thing. And that is when I finally I was like, thank you for some information because I swear the first what if this is in like the first 15 minutes, first 20 minutes, it's like I have no idea what's going on. And there's like so many questions and no answers. And that actually gave a little bit of answer but then it's so sad because you can see on her face she's watching herself say that she's choosing to do this but then when you see her in like the real like in the present I guess she just looks so i don't know like let down by her own self betrayed yes okay she she feels maybe betrayed by her former self yeah because she doesn't even remember in that moment, and when she's there, she doesn't remember, like, why she would
0: ever go through this procedure. A hundred percent. And what's so fascinating about Heli's character and her development is there is a constant battle between her and her Audi. Hmm. So she very much does not want to be there. Hmm. And it's I, – I really do want you to watch the rest of it. I want everybody to watch it because – as you sort of start to see this development between her and Mark and like all the other characters, she's the one that's like, what the hell are we doing here? And they're like, what are you talking about? We chose to be here. And she's like, no, you didn't, you didn't choose to be here. I didn't choose to be here. And so again, you don't really see her outie and you just see her perspective. Mm -hmm. So he, he goes home Again, I didn't know what
1: to expect because there wasn't any information about his Audi, which they don't even call them that really um, in the pilot episode. Not that I noticed. And he, so it's like an empty house. There's no like spouse or children or pet or whatever. It's dark. He just like pops a beer and sits (laughs) down and like watches a show about what fruit flies or something. It's like. He I don't even asleep.
0: know. I'm like, is this the most relatable part about this show? Is literally like getting food and drinking something and sitting on the couch and falling asleep. Exactly. That's what we choose to separate our work life from. Like, that's what the choice is, is that's what he's doing. Whereas, like, living inside this, like, in his work, we see more mm-hmm. of this, like, living aspect. Anyways, keep going. That's interesting. And um,
1: there's a knock at the door and then there's a woman there. We don't know who she is. And she's like, did you forget? And apparently there was some dinner party. She is his sister. And you see her driving him. And they're ugh, going to, I guess, her house, right? Yeah. It's So it's her, her husband, Rickon, like you mentioned. And then, like, three or four, I guess, friends? Yeah. <laughs> Acquaintances. And, oh, my gosh, what is even happening? There's no dinner. They just have, like glasses of water, which is not even fun drinks or anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the conversation is... what is it about... History. Because because Mark used to be a history professor. So they oh, ask geez. him about it. And it's just like the most mundane. And you can tell he's just bored. Like there is nothing that is bringing him joy about this conversation or these interactions. And here's the thing. Like these... <laughs> okay. That scene... At this non-dinner
1: dinner dinner party uh, took me back to college um, where I knew a group of people that were so pretentious. And every conversation you would ever have with them was like needlessly... Intellectual. I mean, to a point, it was like everyone's like one-upping them of like spouting facts, and that's what I was getting when I was watching these people. And then Mark is just sitting there, just totally like hating everything, but like really not showing it. But that him not showing it is showing it, you know. Yeah, and and I was just like, ooh, I feel your pain,
0: kind of. Oh, absolutely. I like that his sister also is just kind of you can tell just buffering, and you also when I watch the scene i'm like how did she and rick get together because she's like such a cool person and she's yeah. a lot like mark um but she's very in tune with mark and in this scene so this scene is really important because it brings up two components of the show that mm-hmm. are are like kind of the driving forces the fact that mark chose to be severed when his wife died so that he could spend eight hours a day not thinking about the fact that he's like super lonely so that's yeah. that's part one And the other part that's brought up in this is the ethical component of the severance procedure Mm -hmm. and saying like, well, why would somebody choose to do this? Um, We learn that it's clear that he hasn't talked about this procedure, um, but that Lumen is this like very big company with a lot of secrets and a lot of persuasion. And at the table, they have the discussion kind of about the ethics. And it's just like you said, that throwback to college (laughs) And the throwback to people having these pretentious conversations and saying like, wait, you believe blah, 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 blah. And it's like that same thing, but these are adults Mm -hmm. and they're like basically saying like, so you're telling me you chose to be severed. What is that like? So essentially they talk about the fact that when you're doing this, you're choosing to put your any, as they say, I think they use that phrase in Mm. that conversation, in prison like that's their life their whole life is work mark kind of pushes it back his sister's like hey let's talk about something different like let's mm-hmm. this isn't anybody's business that's mark's business whatever
1: yeah it and i was also grateful for that scene because mm-hmm. that's the first time it was explained like what happened at that point i was like oh now i'm intrigued a little
0: bit more yeah <laughs> because i was finally getting some more answers so at the end of this, he stays the night at his sister's house. And as he's, I think he wakes up at one point, looks out the window, and he sees this man in a suit standing by the trees. And he's like, What the hell? Yeah. And the next day, I think he's at like a diner and he's on the phone with his neighbor saying, like, because they were like having this conversation about garbage cans. Yeah. And he's like, No, Miss Selvik like or salvage. I don't remember. Tonight
1: is like recycling or when, last yeah. night and your things are in my spot and yeah, when you put both the stuff. cans
0: out, I can't put any of my cans out. <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: and just, so anyway. it's just like a really
0: classic neighbor, right? you know, like feud right. or argument. I love that. Absolutely. It. So as he's sitting there, a man sits down, It's the man that he sees by the trees. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a suit and he says like, "Hey, what's what'd you have for dinner last night?" So yeah. he like says this joke that was said by Irving in the severance. And, and, you know, Mark goes, excuse me, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So then he finds out, Hey, this is Petey. And, and that's fascinating. He's like, okay, so you chose to be unsevered He's like, no, I was fired. If you want to live your life, that's fine. Like you want to live it like this. But if I know that you and I've had these conversations before and it's, like, basically, you, you kind of are introduced to the idea that this company is doing not great things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he gives him a card. And at the end, like, there's, like, this address. And as Mark is, like, reading this, he then goes out. His neighbor starts talking to him. Yeah. It turns out that his neighbor is actually his boss, Miss Colbert. <sighs> and so, but she's, like, very sweet and charming and kind and smiling. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know. Right, like, because it's his neighbor, and Mm -hmm. so us as the audience are taking this collective breath of like, wait a second, that's his boss. Is she severed? Is -hmm. she not severed? Do they know? Like, does she know this? She
1: has a different name, and that, but like, he doesn't have a different name. Like, he's Mark, and then
0: he's Mark. So that's where the episode ends. So it, it, it. I think that it's such a slow start to a show. That oh my gosh, rolling your (laughs) eyes. I'm sorry. Was the sound of my eyes rolling too loud for you? I think this may be a show that you and I are going to 100% disagree on. <laughs> I don't Which, know if i like, for that. Th- that's good. I guess. it's I, I don't know. It's, this way, let's talk about it. Okay, fine. So <laughs> I think what's interesting in this show is that, like, in Severance, when they're in the innies, they're like children. Mm-hmm. They have incentives for their jobs. They like earn like a waffle party if they are like the higher <laughs> of like the highest sell or highest I net. And we don't even that. know what they do. We don't even know what they do. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I think this is like an interesting point of con conversation is, you know, when Heli's like, I don't want to do this. I want to leave. And my, um, Michael Scott, Adam Scott's character says <laughs> quitting would effectively end your life in so much as you've come to know it. Like, so if you quit, well. you're, you're dead. Like, so you're you're choosing to end the life of your innie and this consciousness. I think yeah. that's such a fascinating. That's weird. It's,
1: yeah, because it's almost like they're entirely different people. Yeah. And then if they're no longer there, then it's like half of their, yeah, it's like that person is no longer existing, even though they're like the same person. <laughs> it's so yeah.
0: weird to like think yeah. about. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think like, um, the introduction of this idea of like work-life balance is so fascinating that it happened like, you know, in the midst of the pandemic. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, if you could effectively separate your work life with your home life, would you do that? And what would be the reason to do that? Right. Mm -hmm. So we see from Mark's perspective, it's through trauma, but is it, we don't know the reasons for the other innies. Like we don't know why they're there. Exactly. So to you who has
1: seen the whole thing, do we get more information about like individual characters? Um, Yes. Like not just Mark, but other? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. That's good to know.
0: It's fascinating. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, and I've said this before, I think Cammy and I were literally just talking about this right before we recorded. And it's one of those shows that I, I can't remember what my first impression was. Mm -hmm. but I can remember that I was intrigued enough to keep watching Mm -hmm. to see like, okay, am I going to care about these characters? Like what is happening? This is interesting enough that I do want to know what the next step is, but every episode introduces a new layer Mm -hmm. that pulls you in more and more. So then as you're watching the whole series, you don't realize like you're gathering more information Mm -hmm. of like, Oh my gosh, what's happening with these characters and the season finale. So I feel like I said this to a friend where I think that the pilot episode and the season finale in terms of speed are the most opposite you could Mm -hmm. possibly imagine. So the first episode is dark. It's dreary. Mark is like this mopey little person who's just (laughs) sad and depressed and just like, a shell of a human when he's as Audi. Mm-hmm. And as the show develops, obviously he looks into more with Petey. Obviously he's like learning yeah. more about this company. He starts meeting new people. He starts like finding different components of his life that are interesting. And the last episode is the shortest episode. And oh. I think my heart rate, I'm not joking, for that 45 minutes was above 100. <laughs> Crazy. So I slow as this episode is which I will say yeah I'm watching and I'm like okay yeah it's slow it's that introduction to this whole story arc you have to watch to pull you into this like slingshots you into this season finale of like what like that's how it ended (laughs) and Cammy and I both were just like oh my gosh like it is so intense
1: is there only one season and then it's totally done like there's no, no more. There's
0: there, there's a second season. I think they're recording the second season now, oh, or they're filming it now.
1: Could you describe any like development in his character? I mean, are there certain things that he's like learning? I how do I ask this question? Are there like morals to this show? You know, like a lesson
0: learned? Like yes. What-
1: I'm gonna just give this piece to you. Okay.
0: And then I'm not going to talk more about it because I don't want to ruin it. And mm-hmm. and if we want, we can talk about it off air if you're not going to watch the show. Uh-huh. So Rickon is an author and he's an idiot, right? So Rickon is his brother-in-law and he's sure. just this like dorky person, but he loves Mark. Like he really loves Mark, but it's very clear that Mark finds him obnoxious and mm-hmm. he's not interested. So he writes this book, leaves it on Mark's doorstep, and through a series of events, the book ends up in the office and he finds the book and he and everybody in the office, it's the only thing they've ever read besides the instruction manuals in their, in their work selves, in their work selves. Right. So they are like obsessed with this like cheesy writing of his brother-in-law and they learn all of this like lifelong morals and his, like this like existential idea Mm. And they fall. They're like become obsessed with this new person who's not the the leader of Lumen. It's this person who like that has all of these life lessons, and all of them read it. They memorize it. They quote it to each other. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, so Any Mark is obsessed with this person named Rickon,
1: and oh, Audi Mark says- thinks
0: he's this idiot, right? Like he's just like this is a moron. Funny. So yes, to long okay. answer that in a long way, absolutely
1: cool. Well. I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but now I really want to know, how'd you, what are your ratings for this show?
0: Okay, so I read a little bit about some of the reviews. Obviously, that's what we do. And in the New York Times, James Ponowazic Basically, says this sci fi stories about altered consciousness from they live to the matrix to homecoming often involve people having their minds tinkered with by aliens or evil institutions. Severance asks whether, given an incentive, you would subjugate a part of yourself, outsourcing your drudgery to another you. The premise of severance might appear superficial to be out of step with the times. After all, months of slack huddles and Zoom meetings have fused the boundaries between work and home, not carved them with a scalpel. But the story is perfectly timed for a moment when. Through the stresses and disruptions of the pandemic, workers have been confronting what they're asked to give of themselves for a paycheck. There are also hints that severance might have applications beyond the workplace, which holds promise for future seasons. How many unpleasant aspects of life might people like to outsource to another version of themselves or even make someone else forget with the aid of a little brain snip? What Mm -hmm. kind of heaven could you live in if your alter eager could, like Persephone, do time in hell?
1: Well, also, the name of this pilot episode is not just pilot.
0: Do you know what it's called? Uh, The good news about hell. So there you go. Would you, if you could cut out heartache and let another part of you suffer so that you didn't have to deal with that, would you do that?
1: I, well, no. No, none of us would. Well, I don't think we could say that I think there are quite a few people who would say that but then they probably regret it if they were aware of it but I think I mean I don't know based on how I live my life and like beliefs that I have like I don't want of course hard things suck yeah (laughs) and and it 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 sucks to be sad or mad or angry or depressed but then it's like when you contrast that with like the joys of life it's like you need you need all of it to make a well-rounded life and like a person absolutely and so I would never do
0: that but I really do think that there would be people who would I think about that all the time like I know we're getting into the ratings but I mean this goes a part of this is a part of why I think the show is so fascinating is I think about my work Life balance and mm-hmm. so much of my life is dictated on relationships and emotions and experiences that I have at work or yeah. with people that I work with. And also, there's a, a fascinating scene where Miss Koble says um to Mark, you know, my mother was an atheist, but really like hell they didn't, we don't believe in hell. Hell is what you can imagine. And you can, a human mind can imagine a lot of things. Yep. And then he, she says something like the difference between heaven and hell are the people that you work with. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this idea is so interesting. Like, I think you're right. What kind of person would want to sever their work life with their home life? I think it's people who are in pain and it, it impacts them all the time and they don't mm-hmm. have, you know, it, it, seeps into their everyday. But I think like so much of me is wrapped up in yeah, what I do at work. Exactly. That's who I am outside of work. Exactly. And I mean
1: as well <laughs> over the last year I kind of had an identity crisis because of like work situations yeah. and yeah. I mean as listeners might know I'm a teacher. And that right there, I am a teacher. That's like my identity but it's also my occupation and and when i was struggling with work stuff and school things and i was kind of unemployed and by kind of i mean completely unemployed at times i literally i was like who am i yeah. what am i and so if i were to like sever i i just don't even think it's like i it's both of my Persons would be yeah. ruined. Ooh, because, you
0: yeah. know what I mean. It's not just yeah. like
1: the the home one or the work one. It's like both people of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> both parts of me would be entirely different people and just like not complete.
0: Yeah, right? I agree. I think that like I think about even like a breakup, right? Like mm-hmm. if I were to be able to say, okay, this side of Brittany gets to deal with the loss of a relationship and the pain and the hours and the days and the months spent crying like and being sad like I wouldn't have to deal with that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah sure that sounds fascinating but I feel like as like a person who's learned from those experiences that those are a part of our identity those are a part of who we are and that's like how we make decisions and how we learn right
1: yeah exactly
0: so IMDb rated the show, it was 8.7 rating overall with the first wow. episode. Good News About Hell, 8.1. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. A Rotten Tomatoes, 97% critic rating and 83% user rating. Dang. So I think that that is really accurate. The 8.7, I think, may be one of our highest ratings um, that mm-hmm. we've done for IMDb overall yeah. rating. We are going to rate... Our episode off of our five different sections, right? Okay. We have acting, soundtrack, script, and then makes me want to watch it more category within mm-hmm. our overall score. So why don't you go ahead and go first, Anna Marie? Okay. So for acting, um
1: honestly, so out of five pilot lights, out of five flames, I gave it a five. Oh wow. Yeah. And here's the thing, because acting, and we've we've mentioned it, and it goes back to like when we were talking about Mark when he was going down in the elevator, and he you know at first he was like sobbing, and then he got this like dizzy spell, and then instantly he was like cheerful. I really think, and I've watched the pilot episode one and one point two five times <laughs> in all of those one point two five times, every single blink every single breath or sigh or twitch of an actor i can tell is purposeful and like full of intent and that right there is good acting and like good direction so good job whatever his face is and then ben stiller (laughs) yeah um okay score i actually gave it pretty high as well 4.5 mm-hmm and I've already mentioned it where it like switched from this like eerie, ominous, dark music. And it comes back later. Like when he yeah. leaves work, you can yeah. hear it too. And then there's the like 70s elevator music kind of cheerful, doo, 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 boop, whatever, in the office. And it's just, it it adds definitely to the show. Script. <laughs> um, I gave it 4.5. The script. um. It does drive me nuts in this pilot episode how slow everything was. I would rather watch a pot of water boil. And when I was watching this, I was like, <laughs> can I turn it off? No, because we're going to do it on pilot lights. So I had to keep watching. And and to me, it was like, oh, geez. But now that I think about it, like when I finished the whole episode, the script and everything that like happened and was written and was said – again had a reason Mm -hmm. and it it there was a reason why it was so slow until the very end and they gave me a carrot you know like there was a little bit so actually very high script 4.5 i didn't give it five because i'm trying to be a little critical (laughs) (laughs) makes me want to watch it more out of five flames honestly five but let me tell you i'm shocked i know really I am shocked. Yeah. I'm 100% shocked. Keep going. Five, but it's only because of the last 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> like yeah. the first, however long, like 35 minutes of this show, first 15 minutes, I was like, I want to turn it off. 35 minutes, I was just like, I can do without it. And then now I literally had to force myself to to not hit, you know, play for episode two because I really did want to record our episode with me just knowing pilot and not knowing anything else. Um, But like, honestly, Brittany, when we stop recording and when I go to the bathroom, I'm going to go back and watch (laughs) episode two because I do want to. So it started out as like a two Uh out of five flames. And then Uh now it's a five. That being said, like overall, I mean, five, 4.4, wait, 4.5, it like, it, it's going to average to probably 4.5. Um, so it is pretty high, but I do think it's like kind of niche. Like there's definitely a certain type of person, Brittany, who's going to be really interested in this type of show. And there's going to be other people who are going to hate it. Like I guarantee you that if I were to make my mother watch this show, <laughs> she would ask me to turn it off. Like I guarantee you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, very high ratings
0: for what it is. Oof, I'm color me shocked, my friend. <laughs> I'm serious. I really am serious about that. Okay. So, yeah. I am looking, I, I think you and I are probably coming at this really similarly as we did with like Alaska Daily or Ghosts, where you watched the whole series or you had mm-hmm. watched everything that was out and I had just watched the yeah. first few episodes. This is one of those shows where I have to like, I also have to be objective about the pilot. So for me, the acting, I think I wrote 4.5 out of five for that first Mm. introduction, but I think it is five out of five. Again, (laughs) I really do. Because when you said like every piece of facial expressions. Yep. Eye rolls, size, are all really built into these characters. And now that you said that, I can even look at that and see how it like develops throughout. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear your like overall assessment mm-hmm. um after you finish it. Soundtrack, I or the score, I'm gonna say five out of five as well for this pilot episode, just because of the juxtaposition of like dreary and mm-hmm. scary and like, wait a second, what are we doing? Like what's happening? And then all of a sudden dun, 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 and then he's walking <laughs> exactly. down the hallway for like 10 minutes and you're like, how long is this hallway? anyways Yes, I would say that five out of five, it keeps you intrigued. I think that the script in this first episode, I do think it's slow. Mm -hmm. I would say that um, I would give it a four out of five Mm -hmm. um, because it takes a while to get you into what's happening. And it's not enough at the beginning of where you're like, wait, what's happening? I want to keep knowing what's happening. Like you mm-hmm. said, like you want to turn it off after 30 minutes. I find myself wanting to fast forward this oh, uh-huh. episode where I'm like, okay, I already know what happens, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I'm going to say for the first episode, the script pilot episode, four out of five mm-hmm. makes me want to watch it more. I would also agree five out of five because you can kind of watch the first episode while you're on your phone at first.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you're
0: like, what? Okay. Okay, there are any. Okay, what's happening? Okay, Miltrek. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. Okay, they have like weird prizes that they earn. Why are their computers old? Whatever. Wait a second. His boss is his neighbor? Wait a second. Petey came to find him? Okay, this is interesting. I want to keep watching. Overall score I'm going to say for the pilot episode, four out of five. Right? Four and a half. I would say four to four and a half out of five because it was great, but it does start slow. Right. As objectively as I'm looking at the whole series though, the way that it sets up, So if I didn't know anything, four out of five, Mm -hmm. but because I know how the series arc goes, I would say the whole show, it is definitely a five out of five because it is smart and it is this niche, like this -hmm. this outside perspective. So I am excited. I'm really surprised. I really thought you were going to be like, I hated the show. I'm not going to keep watching. (laughs) And I'm really excited. I want to hear you know, your review on it once you finish it. Cause I think you're going to find it as like, what? If any listeners
1: are interested in watching the show or did watch the pilot and stopped, like watch it again. Or I mean, definitely keep going. Like you have to have patience, at least if you're like Anna Marie, yeah you have to have patience a little bit. You got to stick it through. And what you said where the pilot, if you're just looking at it, Just Pilot has a slightly different score than like everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like we couldn't say that about some of the other shows we've reviewed. This one, it really did create the whole acceleration into the rest of the show. But again, if you stop, it's kind of like.
0: Well, like one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm probably going to cut all this out anyways. But one of my favorite shows of all time is Fringe. Mm -hmm. And one because it has joshua jackson and listeners <laughs> you don't know this about me unless you do but joshua jackson is my number one okay but that is the most boring pilot episode
1: hmm. and
0: like i'll watch it and be like oh you gotta get th- through the first three episodes before it's interesting so okay yeah i'm glad
1: thanks Brittany, for um suggesting this because it's certainly something I would not have chosen on my own I mean I clearly didn't also it is on Apple TV it is Plus or whatever it's called which not everyone has like it's not as accessible maybe as Netflix mm-hmm. or Hulu so if you have it you have it if you don't find
0: someone who has it. <laughs> yeah, I have somebody add you to their family like I did Ooh. to Anna Marie anyways okay so what are we gonna do uh, should we talk about what we want to do next week yeah all right
1: Um, our next episode, I would love to do a show that was actually suggested by one of our listeners. Oh. Because, hey, listeners, we listen to you, too. (laughs) We sure do. Okay. So, in our next episode, we are going to watch The Americans, and you have not seen that, Brittany? I have not. Okay. That is a show that both of us have not seen. And so I would love to do where we literally just watch the pilot. (laughs) Okay. And we talk about it and we like try to make predictions and things. And then we, we talk about it and rate it. How fun would that be?
0: I think it's going to be the most fun we've ever had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The Americans found on Hulu. So you can watch it and listen to us or listen to us and watch it or do your own thing.
0: Also follow our um, Instagram page. And comment on our stuff and share our stuff, because we really do want to get our stuff out there, because we are having a really good time.
1: Yeah, um, it's not
0: Pilot Lights. That's literally <laughs> yeah, what it well, is. We have a really good working relationship. I edit the episodes, and Annamarie does all the social media.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's also That's no great. judgment. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and uh, come back for our next episode. Yahoo! Okay, bye. Choose. <laughs> No, I'm house. sure it's my mom, <laughs> Rosemary. <laughs> I even Rosemary. I've even um, texted her that I'm recording, but she's not picking up her fern.
0: It's okay. I think it's fine. It adds nice flavor Am- to the ambiance. Ambiance. Oh, no. Um. Also, why is it? Can you see the like sound just like streaming by on the bottom, or does it look normal to you? Your sound or my sound. No, it just looks like ghosts going by on the screen. Ghosts? (laughs) That was last week.